And get your Bibles and go to Psalm chapter 23. Psalm 23. And say this with me today. I will hear the word and I will do it. And God will meet me in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is going to be a different day. Very different day. Today's sermon's called The Shepherd. We're going to talk about Jesus being our shepherd. And we're going to do something a little different than normal. I wrote a book. And I wrote it not in order to make it a children's book. It became one. I don't have any out there. I know. I know y'all. They're on order. And I didn't decide this morning to preach on it. He did. So um, we, we, I did this on Amazon because Amazon will do it per copy as of now. So I didn't, it's not hardbound yet. Just hold, be patient. Because anytime you get a printer to do, you, you need to get a lot of copies, like 10,000. I don't, I don't need 10,000 copies right now. So I let Amazon do it. Anyway, Justin, I, I wrote the book, Justin, and, and a lot of people in the church, a lot of people helped. Lord have mercy, there's so many people help. And, um, but it came out of a time in my life where the Lord got me out of a mess. And he turned things around and he taught me how to do it. This morning or last night when I was, yesterday I was in there praying about today. Again, I had a different direction. Already had stuff written out I was going to do. Already called Nikki, and the Lord said, don't do that. I want you to preach your book. He said, I gave that to you to help you, and I want you to help them. And so Psalm 23, we're going to start there, and, um, and I'm just going to, I just want to read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me. Besides still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death down here on the earth, I fear no evil. You're with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to start off by making a statement that we need to read this this way. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still. He restores my soul. He leads me in the past. Yea, I'm walking through the valley of shadow death. I'm not going to fear. He's with me. His rod comforts me. He prepares a table in the presence. He anoints my head. My cup runs over. Surely goodness. The point is, the Lord is your shepherd because you're not a shepherd. Now, why did, why did King David use a sheep and a shepherd to describe him and God? Because a sheep without a shepherd don't live long. They've never made kung fu sheep. <laughs> kung fu panda's about as close as they've gotten to something fluffy. But you know, a sheep is totally 
dependent on the shepherd for everything. Uh, and a sheep, when he sees the shepherds there, he knows everything's going to be okay. Now, that's why David wrote this. Now, think about this for a minute. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I don't have any needs. The sheep doesn't have to find grass. The sheep doesn't have to find water. The sheep doesn't have to get rid of the wolves. The sheep doesn't need to do anything except keep his eyes where the shepherd's going. So he's bragging on the shepherd. I, I, don't, I don't have any wants. Let me, let me read this to you this way. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The word waters there is, is waters of rest. A sheep, now don't get mad at me. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, he is very dumb. A sheep has to have someone take it to grass. A sheep has to have someone take him where he can lay down and be safe. You can't take a sheep to, to waters that move and run because the sheep will get in there with his fur and he'll drown. A sheep has natural enemies like bugs that lay eggs in its nose, its eyes, and its ears and will kill them. They'll die. But the shepherd takes oil and sulfur and pours it over the head of the sheep and stops all of the nasty irritation that's going on that keeps a sheep from driving him crazy. A sheep needs a shepherd to lead him and guide him. And, the, and it says, and your staff comforts me because he, the, the sheep knows as long as that shepherd's there with that big stick, ain't nothing coming in there and eat him. The sheep also knows that he has to be sheared. The weight of the wool will kill him. So we understand that, that, that there's a scripture in the New Testament and it says this, have faith in God. You cannot save yourself. You cannot heal yourself. You can't even get yourself out of a mess. Now that's pretty like, well, shoot. Some of us found it out, and that's why we got born again. The rest of them around there are trying to figure out that they are no match for death, hell, and the grave. Some of us have flocked and said the Lord is our shepherd. Now, I'm going to change directions now, and I want to go to my little book. I'm going to start off by telling you how this book got written. Uh, I did not wake up one morning and say I want to write a children's book. It wasn't anything close to that. So I'm going to need to go back in my life a little bit and tell you how I wrote it, why I wrote it, and where it started. When I graduated from Bible school, I had visions of a better life. I'm going to go in ministry, and, I'm, and it, it's, you, know, you just have all these great ideas. And, and many of us wake up in the morning, we're going to have all these good things you know, I hear preachers talking about how good God is and use your faith and bless coming in and, you know, and on down we go. And that happened to me for a short time. I was a youth pastor in a church in Pine Hills. 
um, Word of Life brought their teenagers. Melanie, I knew her when, never mind, when she had a horse named Belle. Anyway, took her one day and got some feed for that old horse. Anyway, so they brought the kids over, and, and, and I, I was content. I'm preaching the gospel. I'm, I'm doing well. And then I went through a time in my life where me and my first wife we separated and ended up getting a divorce. It wasn't anything I planned. I did everything in my path. I prayed about it. I did everything. But you understand that no matter how hard you pray, that the other people have a, dis- a choice in that matter. They have a decision. And a lot of times what they do affects you, even if you are obeying God. I found myself divorced. Now, understand something about church. And what I'm going to say right now, please just be gracious with me. But some Christians can be pretty mean. I found out that divorce was the one sin that'll get you stoned to death in a church. You can be saved of murder. You can be saved of a lot of stealing and robbing banks. But if you get a divorce, you're done. Now, that's not as prominent now as it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. When preachers got a divorce, it was all over but the crime. So I go through a divorce. And the next thing you know, I don't even have a church. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. As a matter of fact, I didn't even have any friends. What happens to people when you go through trouble? Have you ever noticed that sometimes you don't have as many friends as you thought you had? Don't shout me down. Don't shout me down. So I'm I'm working a secular job. I'm the, the, the house I was living in was given to me by the church to do youth services. And when I lost my job, I lost the house, and, and I lost my wife's income, and, and I didn't get an income from the church, but my income was cut in third. And then I, now I'm working a secular job and laying concrete block, which I need it to be sunny. And the days it rains, they don't pay you. And I need to work five and a half days a week just to make ends meet. And this is a Thursday. It's raining, and I'm going home, and it's going to rain tomorrow. And I had ketchup and mustard in the refrigerator. Now, I want you to think about this. I'm broke. I'm almost almost homeless. No friends, no church, no family. Where is God? And that's where I was sitting, in my car on the corner of I-Drive and Kirkman. And I said, God, where are you? I said, I would even let, I would, if you, I would love it even if you just chewed me out. Isn't it amazing how the devil messes with your head and tells you that even God has left you? When you're going through a hard time, everybody thinks God's against you, and even you think God's against you. And your life is just like, you get a situation where I just did not know what to do. Let's begin reading my book. Once there was a little creature who woke up one morning only to find that mommy, daddy, brothers, and sisters had all gone to grandma's house and left him sleeping. Let me start off. I'm sitting in my car. It's raining. And the Spirit of God showed up. He said, want to hear a story? Isn't he wonderful? 
He's fixing to give me a story. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. I don't know why this has been true. I think I know. But since the day I got born again, anytime God wants to talk to me, he always starts off. Want to hear a story? Do you think he still tells parables? He now calls them stories. Anyway. Anyway. So I read that. Turn to the next page. He had no idea how to get to his family and where they had gone. And he got to Grandma's house. The little creature jumped down and went looking for someone, someone, someone to help. Y'all are quiet. Let me make a statement about people. Number one, people want to help you most of the time. They cannot. Even though they do, maybe they do want to help you. And what you're going to read, what we're going to read in this little story is that he runs around the jungle looking for someone to help him. And I want you to notice that every animal he meets relates to him from themselves. Now, most of the time when you go to someone and say, would you help me? They're going to talk to you from their experience, not from the Word. It's not that they're bad. It is all they know. Let's go to the next one. Let's go, let's go. This is me, by the way. This is me running around. God thinks I'm running around trying to get help from people, and I was. Have you ever done that? Somebody pray with me. Okay. He wandered in the jungle, out of the jungle, say, yea, though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death. Do, do y'all understand that you are in a threat environment? Do you understand that you are in a jungle? Do you understand that there is the world, the flesh, and the devil, and they are arrayed against you right this minute? Did you know that not everything out there, did you know that in Florida there's stuff that bites you and sticks you and burns you? under the ocean, in the rivers. I don't care where you go. I mean, if you go out on the beach, you don't stay too long. If you're from New York, you will, you will look like a crispy critter very soon. And a lot of stuff in here. we got everything from scorpions to snakes to coral snakes to rattlesnakes. And we got all kinds of stuff in this state. we got bushes that bite and prick and stick. And the world's a jungle. Not only that, but you got the devil out there. If you have never met him, you need to get born again. Because that person you meet right after Jesus is Lucifer or someone close to him. So he wandered out of the jungle into the prairie where he saw a very large antelope. Mr. Antelope, Mr. Antelope, my mommy and my daddy and all my brothers and sisters this morning went to grandma's house. I don't know how to get to grandma's house. Can you help me? Sure, just do what I do. Sounds like your friends. The antelope took off running through the prairie like the wind. The little creature took off running like the antelope went along. <laughs> Mr. Antelope left him in a cloud of dust, and he realized this isn't going to work for him. The little creature wandered back in the jungle that he had just come out of. Let's go to the next page. By the way, Barbara, when I'm laying in my bed one night, and the Lord said, write it exactly the way I said it. I had to go back and erase everything that I'd done. He said, I didn't make a mistake when I told it to you. I went, well, Shondai. 
So I just did what he told me to do. You know, you don't have to be all that smart to follow God. Just follow God. Soon he came upon some monkeys, and he looked up in the trees and said, Mr. Monkey, Mr. Monkey, my mommy, my daddy, my brother, sister, they all left this morning and went to a grandma's house. I don't know how to get to grandma. Can you help me? What's her response? The monkey replied, sure. Jump up in the trees, do what I do. And with that said, the monkey took off the trees, swinging from limb to limb. The little creature followed, and the monkey, the best he could, tried swinging from limb to limb. However, it didn't take long to realize this is not working for him. And he fell out of the trees with a thud in the jungle below. Little creature's not doing too good. Little creature continued roaming around the jungle looking for someone to help him, and he came upon a river full of fish. And looked in the river and said, Mr. Fish, Mr. Fish, my mommy, my daddy, my brothers and sisters. They all went to Grandmama's house. I don't know how to get to Grandmama's house. Can you help me? Mr. Fish, be cool, dude. Rock out. Some of y'all got friends. Yeah, baby, be cool, man. You know, I'm telling you right now what you need to be doing. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, do what I do. Come on, I got some friends down the street. Come on now, do what we do. You need a little smack. You need some stuff. Don't you follow that, man? You don't need to be cool. Oh, boy. Jump in the river like us and wiggle your tail soon. You need, you need to listen to that. Don't be going down There's more in this story than y'all thought, you know. I mean, I've seen people leave church and head down to the cowboy. I'm going to get among the cool people. <laughs> say, it's true. Come on, let's say, it's, it, oh, yeah, baby. I've been going to the cowboy. Have a bud wiser. Bud don't make you wiser, fool. Bud didn't make them wiser, and ain't going to make you wiser. It's going to make you broker. I can't tithe. I ain't got no money. You got money for Bud? I took the money I spent on cigarettes and bought a car when I got saved. Some of y'all quit smoking. You could drive something nice. Woo! I don't know. I don't know why I said that. You know, check on your Netflix account and all of the stuff you're doing on the side and that phone, and you ain't as broke as you thought you was. Sure, Mr. Fish, be cool. Jump in the river, wiggle your tail, and soon you'll be at your grandmama's house, and the little creature jumped in the river, splashed around, wiggled his tail like a fish, and almost drowned. And slowly he crawled out of the river, sputtered, coughing, and decided this is not how to get to grandmama's house. How's he doing? You understand that the Lord said to me in the car that day, you've been running around asking everybody for help. And you're asking all the wrong people because they can't help you. Next page. See, you didn't know this, but this book is actually more prophetic for you than you thought. And you say, but I am a child of God. All right. The little creature had become very discouraged. Where does discouragement come from? You trying to fix it. Let's stay here. Pastor, I don't know what I'm going through. 
That's your fault. That's your fault. See, the circumstances are not what's discouraging you. It's you trying to fix them that's discouraging you. Well, we're talking about me, and I'm the one sitting in my car depressed. I have no family. I have no job. I have no money. I have nothing. And I'm looking at it, and I'm discouraged. Very discouraged. Wondered around the jungle until he came out on the prairie, and he bumped into a very large lion. Does anybody know who the lion of the tribe of Judah is? Help me. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. All right. Bumps into a very large lion. Mr. Lion, Mr. Lion, he started. Very sad. He's told him the story. I've been trying all morning to get to Grandma's house. I asked Mr. Antelope. I asked Mr. Monkey. I asked Mr. Fish. No one's able to help me. Can you help me? And the wise old lion looked down at the tired, wet little creature and said, yes, I can help you. But you're going to have to do what I say. Help me with that. Say, do what I say. It's not a side issue. He's not. Why was he the fourth one? Why is he the last person you run to? When you finally figure out that they don't know what they're doing and you don't know what you're doing, why is God always the, has it come down to this? You mean you want me to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only? Uh, yeah. But it's easy. Say it's easy. What he's going to tell you to do is not hard at all. Mr. Lyon, I want you to close your eyes. I want to lift your little arms, and I want you to begin to worship God with all of your might. Now, I'm going to stop right here and tell you some part of this story. I'm sitting in my car. It's raining outside. And the Lord says to me, I didn't call you to run with the world. He said, you're my son, and you are a new creation. He said, if you want help, come up here with me. Come up here with me. You see, there is a scripture that talks about great is the peace of my children and great peace have they who love thy law. And, and what's the other one that I was looking at? This, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose eyes and mind is stayed on thee. We're going to end the, this morning by talking to you about, um, I want, uh, there was a man who was a motivational speaker, and he made a statement. No, not a speaker, but he went to motivational class, and he said, I go to motivational speakers, and they're always wonderful when I'm in the building. But the next day, I forget everything they said. Do you know why? Because that you never got, you never learned it and made that a part of your life. You can't go from sermon to sermon to sermon, from speaker to speaker to motivation to motivation. You can't just keep going from one to the other and one to the other. At some point, you need to pick up your Bible and read Psalm 23 every morning. Every morning. The Lord is my shepherd. And start off with your eyes there. That's going to be your assignment in a minute. Anyway, I got ahead of myself. Close your eyes, lift your arms right now, and begin to worship God with all your might. And after you've worshiped with all your might, I want you to open your eyes, and you'll know how to get to Grandma's house. Bet next page. The little creature began to worship, closed his eyes, and started worshiping God with all of his might. 
why would I walk in here and look at you and say, right now we need to sing and we need to worship God? Why? Because you are not getting an answer to your prayer down here. Faith is a substance of what you hope for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, you're a new creation. You're made in the image of God, and you are, you are, you are made to ride on the high. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, and he wants you to leave this world and come up there where he is so you can see where you're going, and you can hear God's voice. You have to get out of the jungle and get into worship Worship is not just a thing we do for 30 minutes. It is your life. He said, I, he said, son, you are a new creation. You are made in my image. I did not design you to walk on the earth. I designed you to walk with me. He said, come up here where I am. I'm sitting down there in the rain, and he's going, get out of your car and come up here with me. After a while, he thought he'd worship long enough, he opened up his eyes. Oh, my, he said. He looked down at the lion who's now a 1,000 feet below him. He looked off in the horizon, the mountains far away, and saw his mom, his dad, brothers, and sisters flying toward the mountain. A little creature waved goodbye to the wise old lion and took off after his family. As he realized by now, the little creature is a baby eagle. He's not a monkey. He's not a fish. He's not an antelope. You are a creation, new creation, new species never existed before. So I got out of my car on that cold, instead of singing, it's a rainy night in Georgia. Instead of singing the blues, got in my car and I went home to an empty house with ketchup and mustard. And I began to worship God. I began to count it all joy. I mean, I got in my house, and I sang, and I danced, and I worshiped. And I went to the one person that could do something about my problem. How long was it, Lisa, right after that, before I started run, flying with Air Mobile Ministries? Someone came to me and says, you need to go to Air Mobile Ministries and Next thing you know, I'm flying airplanes through the Caribbean preaching the gospel. And Melanie remembers the day we were down in Haiti, and the Lord said, when you get home, take that church. Wasn't long after that, somewhere in all of that, I married Lisa. But God turned it. God turned it. God did what I couldn't do. Say, God can do what I can't do. Say, the Lord, he's my shepherd. All right. Let's go to the next page. I'm going to Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They, let, me, let me just read. Let me try it. They will mount up with wings like a what? Say, that's me. They will run and not be weary. I shall walk and I shall not faint. Whoever, if any man's in Christ, I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. Everything in me is brand new. See, you're going through depression. You're going through stuff, and you're in the world. We're in the world. We, we're in a jungle. Yea, though I walk through the valley. Yeah, we're in a valley. Yeah, yeah, we're here, baby. But we're not of the, We're in the world, but we are not of it. You are one worship away from victory. 
Now, you may think, well, we're going to sing in a minute. We are. But what are you going to do tomorrow when you've completely forgotten everything except the way the little bird looked? Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. Isn't that cute? I told you about your money a while ago. Y'all want to know what I do with your money? I pay people to put illustrations in books. It won't be long. This, thing, this book's going, it's going a lot of places, guys. Children need the word. And that's one I, I got three more books to write. I thought that one was pretty good. You know, people pick it up and go, this is actually good. What did you think? That it would be half good or half bad? This isn't half bad. No, it's totally good. <laughs> Casting all, all, all. Now, let me say something to you, little sheep. <laughs> What you're dealing with, the sickness that you're dealing with, you cannot heal it. The children you're talking to, you cannot save them. The spouse you're arguing with, you cannot fix it. The financial situation, you cannot lift it up. So he said he wants you to take it and give it to him. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not God. You need a revelation. I'm not God. I'm a little creature in a jungle. Cast all your cares on him, for he what? Say, God cares about me. Now, let me, let me, let me say something. It isn't that people don't. And, and let's go back to people. Some don't. You don't have as many friends as you thought you did. People come to me sometimes and say, Pastor, help me. I will do my best. But I am not God. Why don't you go spend some time in your, in your room with your hands in the air and start worshiping God? We took altars out of churches. Boy, did we mess people up. You thought if you walked up and someone laid hands on you, fell on the floor, you're going to get your answer. Eh, you might want to stay down there a little while. <laughs> Climb up to the altar and spend some time there. Say, cast, I cast all my cares on you because you care about everything. The love that God has for you is unconditional. It is not based on whether you're good or bad or whether you did right or wrong. Not so with people. But with God, he said, all things are possible with God. You see, God believes in you when everybody else in the world does not. If you have, if you have a dream or a vision, don't tell anybody. They'll hate you. Ask Joseph. They might throw you in a pit. If you start prospering, they'll hate you. 
If you get your healing, they'll hate you. I'm going to get mine. So God wants you to love people, but people are not God. Now, was it Tony Evans? Is it Tony Evans? Jimmy Evans. Jimmy Evans. Jimmy Evans said his wife, and what's her name? Karen. He said, Karen's a good Karen. Well, she's a terrible Jesus. Lisa, I have a great wife. Lisa is a great Lisa. Well, she's a terrible Jesus. Because there are things she can't do. And if I try to get her to do it, it causes a fight. Honey, you need to be more like my mother. You need to be more like that woman on television who was only acting. <laughs> Lisa said to me one time, the Proverbs 31 woman, he, she said, who could do this? Good God Almighty. You're talking about superwoman. There are things, there are things that I refuse to look at her and expect her to do for me. One day she came to me. She said, honey, I want do, 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 do. And I said, talk to your father. Because I can't and won't. I'm not God. People, they're not God. You're not God. But God is God. And all things are possible with God. Now, I want you to say this. He cares about me. Do you understand, if you wake up tomorrow morning and the first thing out of your mouth is, he cares. What does that do to your day? Today is a wonderful day because God cares. He can fix stuff you can't fix. He can heal stuff you can't heal. You say, well, what if I say that and I'm sick and I die? He cares. Talk to him about it while you're there. <laughs> I think one of the, Brother Hagen made a statement. He laid in the bed and he knew he was going to die. And he said he wore the varnish off of the bed trying to hold on to earth. And the Lord said, as long as you're worrying, I can't help you. You can worry about dying so long it kills you. Every one of you sitting here right this minute have situations you're dealing with, and you know you do. And you have been stressed over it. And you came in this morning walking around going, <laughs> I'm dying inside. Today, that changes. That's fixing to change. That day, I went home. I gave it all to God. You said, you said, you said. 
And I refuse to worry about this ever again. I'm not going to worry about whether I work tomorrow or not. Not my fault. It's raining. But you said you meet my needs. You said you're my shepherd. You said you care. Praise the name of Jesus. And the moment I turned loose of it, he went to work. Do you know how you knew I was in faith? Because I was happy. Not because everything was going right. But because God cared. And that day he told me, he says, get your hands in the air and worship me. Now I want to tell you, you might say, is it that simple? <laughs> yes. Because depression is faith in self. Faith in myself or faith in people. But don't be mad at people anymore. Well, they didn't do it. Leave it alone. They may have tried. They may not have. Leave it alone. After you die, your family will be in there eating potato salad. And chicken. Talking about the weather. If you don't know it now, I want you to learn it right this minute. I want you to know this. I know that you think they're all going to fall apart for a month or two. They're not. I've already fixed all of my guns to blow up in the next man's face that she married. I'm going to boo. I got booby traps all in my room. I don't. <laughs> Not really. I'm teasing. I wake up in the morning and I go, God, you care. You have no idea what that does to my soul. You care. I, don't wake up, I wake up and come in here and start worshiping God. And look, folks, there's times... And I'm going to say something to y'all you didn't know. Last year I had a headache a half a year. Half a year. I ain't coming to church today. I don't feel good. I didn't feel good at all. Any day, any day, every day, and no Sunday. But did you know it? You'll never know it. My faith is not in you. Amen. Whoa, glory to God. I ain't coming to church and I don't feel good. You stay away from God because you don't feel good. You don't have good sense. Never mind. Where was I now? How many of y'all enjoyed my new book? Isaiah 40, 29. Isaiah 40, 29. Pop it up on the screen. He gives power to the weak. Those who have no might, he increases strength. The youth, the young people, the puppies... They even get weary and fall down. No, I know you think you're old. Well, you ain't. Go to the next one. Come on. Well, those who wait on the Lord. What does that mean, wait on the Lord? It means minister to God. Those who minister to God. Shall what? Renew my strength. I mount up with a wing like an eagle. I will run and not be weary. 
I shall walk, I shall not faint. I shall live and I shall not die. With long life, he will satisfy me and he will show me his salvation. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You have prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies with long life, goodness, Mercy, follow me all the days of my life. He's shepherd. He is my shepherd. He is God. He's God. I want some of you to get out of your old car and forget the rain. I'm really asking you to do something right now. I want you to tell whatever's bothering you to stop and shut up. It is not big enough to stop you. No debt, no sickness, no devil. Now, uh, we started this week talking about the renewing of your mind. What I'm, I'm still on that subject. I know you thought I got off of it. I am not. Because tomorrow morning is when your assignment starts. You're going to go over these scriptures again tomorrow. And you're going to go over them again Tuesday. And you're going to go over them again Wednesday. And you're going to get to the place where you're not forgetting. To where it becomes automatic to worship God. And walk with God. And quit running around the jungle looking for your mama. Where's your mama? Do you know where my mama went? Does anybody know where my mama went? And God had mercy on me that day and said, let me tell you a story. I never forgot it. I found the secret to victory. Simple. Lisa's going to come. We have um, communion. Well, do you want to do communion first or you want to? Yeah, just Lisa's going to get on the piano. We're not, I'm not turning you loose yet. We have 10. I got you for 10 more minutes. The Baptists haven't even left yet. Y'all sit down. Are you ready? I want you to start now. Don't wait on someone to pump you. You learn to stop and go, you're God. You're God. I want you to take whatever's bothering you, put in your hand, and I want you to give it to God. I mean, let's, I, want, I just want you to do it right now before we start. Put it in your hand. Just put it in your hand. I don't know whether it's sickness. I don't know whether it's a kid. I don't know what. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're dealing with. And say, Heavenly Father, you said to take all these cares and give them to you. And starting right now, this is not my problem anymore. I can't fix this, but you can, and I know that you will, and I believe. Starting right now, I'm going to come up there with you. I'm going to leave here, and I'm coming up there to be with you. I'm going to walk with you where I was designed. Go ahead and stand up with me, and I want you to worship God. I, I want you to draw a circle around yourself, and the only one in it is you and the Lord.
There's someone sitting here right now, you've been dealing with sickness for a long, long time. You got the answer this morning. You've prayed and you have prayed and you have prayed and you have prayed and you have prayed. Today, recognize that I heard you the first time and I care. Start praising me for the answer and you will see the answer come. I don't know who you are. There may be more than one person. Go ahead, Lisa. Worship you, Almighty God. There is none. With all I 
stuff people said it simply isn't true it's a stronghold but it's not real you're the one that has to get it out of your head I woke up this morning and the Lord gave me that scripture great peace have they that love thy law I don't know whether you do this or not but I do there are times I'll be thinking about God and the next thing I'll start thinking about something that has nothing to do with it it's like my brain just goes squirrely. I go, shut up, come back to what you were thinking about. It's not, enough, it's not that you think bad. It's just that some of you think worthless. It's worthless thinking. Worship brings your focus back. God loves me. God cares about me and maybe nobody else ever did but it doesn't matter we want them to but if it doesn't happen who cares you're the one that has to grab your brain and go <laughs> not thinking that He's not thinking that some of you right now during worship your brain's all over you look at that like a squirrel it's like it's climbing a tree looking for a nut Make your mind mine. Say mine. Worship God. Say there's no help in the jungle. <laughs> there's, there's another scripture, and I'm just I'm just going to be follow God. So listen, just don't don't worry about time right now. Forget forget you got to watch. Why did He give you the Holy Ghost? Number one, you need it. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. You say, but I don't feel like it. Well, go to tongues then. You don't need to look at me. Come close your eyes. Let's start praying. Yes. 
You ought to live your life to where people want to know what you're smoking. You ought to live your life where someone accuses you of drinking. You need to live your life in such a way that someone accuses you of wrongdoing. Where did you get? Where did you get all that money? Where did you get that? What are you doing? Are you running drugs? <laughs> you have the mind of God in your head. God has God thoughts. He has God thoughts. And he'll make you smart smarter than anybody else around you so much that they will call you a genius and then you'll say no it's the genius lives inside and you'll see things and know things I mean I'm talking finances you'll go aren't you doing this Okay, you can ask her too. She'll help you too. <laughs> Honey, don't worry about it anymore. I mean, I mean, just leave it. Just give it to God. 
and say, I don't know what to do about it. And he'll take care of you. But as long as you have it, he doesn't, no matter how much you pray. So I want you to act like he heard you today. Because he did. <laughs> well, no, you don't have to talk just for her. You can do it to you. I'm going to worship you. Are y'all in a hurry to go nowhere? So you're getting your belly full of something. I'm ready to eat. Tell it to us a minute. <laughs> There's a lot more for you than you've ever imagined. But it's like all of your life, there's this, you look around, there's an anchor hook to you. It's called your past. Cut it off and tell it, you don't control me. Say, I don't have past. It's gone. The blood washed it, and I'm branded. If you do it, you take off like you, and you're like, You ready to do it? Yeah. Don't let that thing dog you. It comes up, starts talking to you. No, I have no past. I'm new. Not only that, but be blessed. Above and beyond anything you ever thought of in your entire life. You have never, you, you don't even think big. You're not even, oh, what a million. Get it, write it down, write it. Get accustomed to the way it looks. You say, would God do that for me? Why not? It says he loves sinners. And you qualified. <laughs> say, isn't God good? See, you, see, you're sitting around here saying, I wish I had a move of God. What are you waiting on? The Bible says, press in. I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to get out of the natural, get out of your jungle and go up. Amen. If you want to go 100 feet, that's your business. But I want to go way, I'm going to way up there. I want to, I want to see a 747 come by and go. So I'm going to talk to you about a minute. Just sit down for a minute. I want to tell you that we're going to get, we're going to have communion. Let me tell you something. Eagles don't flock. Amen. Did you know that eagles don't flap? I'm, I got a lot more God in me, so y'all stay seated a minute. Just eagles don't flap. Amen. What makes them different? When a storm comes, every bird flies into the trees for shelter. Eagles don't. They look at the storm and go, ah, there's a lot of lift in you. And they fly right in it. And that storm blows them above it. And they sit up there and fly around and around. And the current holds them up. They don't flap up there. The problem takes them up. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn to your problem like David and go, I'll fly at you. Let God take you where you've never been before. Amen. I've had times when I've been so lost in God, and this is going to happen to you before heaven. I've walked into the throne room of 
and talk to him face to face. And I asked him when I was there, I said, can I come back? He said, every time you worship me, Amen. come back. Sometimes I have to just tell the world, shut up a while, and let us spend some time with that. Let him take you where you can't go naturally. Spread your wings out and let the problem take you out of it. Take you out. It's simple. Just, just, just lift your hands and worship God. It's, it's so easy. The only person stopping you is you. You don't even have a devil stopping you. Your relatives aren't even here bothering you. <laughs> Come on, guys, with a communion. Come on up here. Justin, come on up here. Say, this week will be very different. My days of jungle living ended today. Say, my best days are ahead of me. Justin is going to serve communion with you to you right now. And I want you to understand something. Here's what communion is. He's going to, he's going to minister to you. Communion means that you remember that it was totally Jesus that saved you. You did nothing to get saved. Now, you are going to do nothing to take yourself where you need to go. Nothing, Frank. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You're not doing anything. Again, you're, you're another one of these that worry about what you did, what you didn't do, what you didn't. Forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it. It's an anchor. It's just, it's just a dumb anchor, the dumb devil. Say, hey, dumb devil, I don't have a past. Mind renewal is not easy, but it's doable. I've asked you to do something. How many of you are going to do it with me? Psalm 23, Isaiah 41, 1 Peter 5, 7. Every day, every day, every day. And I'm going to test you next week. If you lie, you're going to go to Washington. No, not really. I'm teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Justin, get your Bible. Justin's going to going to serve you communion. In God good. Say, in God good. Say, in God good. Now, you know, the anointing came on you all ago, and there's a lot, oh, there's so many things. All of those little dreams and little things that he, and I said, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. It's more, it's, it's a dream, but it's, you're going to see it in you. It's in you now. It's just, you're pregnant with a dream, not a baby. You're pregnant with your, but you're going to see it. You're going to see it. God put that in there for you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Go to Mark 14, verse 22. Remembering communion, I know Dr. Varallo talked to me about that there's days you need to go home and take it at night after you, you get home. Because what it does is it puts your focus back on Jesus and what he did, and it gets you out of your own effort. Because everything that was done on the cross was done as a free gift to you. Jesus breaking his body, spilling his blood, that was completely free to you. And so when you get throughout the day and Satan you know, gets done beating you up and saying, well, you didn't pray enough today, you didn't read enough today, you didn't do the right thing today, you get home, and you say, Lord, I'm taking this because of what you did. You answered my prayers because of what you did. 
that righteousness is a free gift by what Jesus did, not by your performance. Now, we do try to live a, a, a good life, and we go from glory to glory, and, and Lord is, the Lord is working on us. But it's good to get home at the end of the day sometime and say, you know, Lord, you answered my prayer because of what Jesus did, because of the blood. And that's what communion does. It remembers, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. So that remembers that you're putting your faith in what? In the finished work of Jesus, in the cross. You're putting your faith in what he did. That way when you go to bed at night or when you're doing communion right now, if you're, if you're sick in your body, if you need help in your finances, if you need help with your family, what you're saying right now is, Jesus, everything was done on the cross. And I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to have to perform better. You did it for me. And I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going go to go to have a good afternoon. Or I'm going to go to sleep tonight. And I'm not going to worry about it because it was bought in redemption. That means it's nothing. It's a free gift. It's nothing that you did. Your prayers are not answered by how good you are. Your prayers were answered by how good Jesus is. And that's the best way to get a prayer answer to say, Jesus, you already bought it for me. You paid for it. I thank you for it. I'm not going to try to get it because I already got it. And that's a good thing. So Mark 14, I believe I said 22, and they were eating. Jesus took the bread, blessed it, and broke it. Gave it to them and said, take, eat. This is my body. And he took so I go ahead and take and eat and say this, and Jesus say, say, thank you, Jesus, for your body that was broken on the cross so I could be engrafted in, into you, in Jesus' name. So take the bread. Then on that same night, Jesus said to them, take of the blood. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many. Assuredly, I say to you, no longer drink the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it in the new kingdom of God. The blood of Jesus, when somebody says, I plead the blood, what it is is that is a legal term saying, I put faith in what the blood did. The blood washed me. It cleansed me. It made me a new, complete new creation in Christ. The blood of Jesus was put on the doorpost in the Old Testament that God would protect them, he would prosper them, he would take them to the promised land. The blood of Jesus was a sign to the Egyptians saying, these are marked with my blood. And so Jesus says, unless you drink of my blood, what he was saying is, unless you drink of me, you'll, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. And so Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. We thank you that Jesus took his own blood and he shed it on the cross. He was beaten. He was marred as a perfect man, Father God. And then he says, the word says he took his blood in the kingdom of heaven. And he took his blood and poured it out on the mercy seat to redeem man, to buy man back so that now the veil was dropped and God could come back into earth and have a relationship with man. The blood of Jesus is so powerful, the word says it's still sitting into heaven today and it's still speaking of what Jesus did. The blood is what enables God and man to have union now. That's how powerful it is. So we remember that today, Father, the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood over our families, our lives, our our minds, our futures. That means what? We rest our case on the blood of Jesus. Go ahead and drink. If you're here today and you said, I don't, I don't know if I'm born again, 
There's only two places. People only go to heaven or they go to hell, and they only go to hell because they say no to Jesus. They say no to the blood. They say no to a free gift. Hell is not made for man, but it is coming soon for a lot of people, and God has a free will. And if you say, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell, we're gonna, a lot of churches won't talk about it, but it's better that you t- we tell you now that you don't have to go there and miss it and make heaven because it is coming very soon. Or in some of our ages, we're getting older very quickly. <laughs> and don't wait. You don't need a little more of hell in your life so then one day you can turn to Jesus at the end. You may not have that opportunity. So I, I have friends, guys at the gym say, well, I still got some things I, I want to do. I got, I got some more sin I want to do before I come to Jesus. Well, the wages of sin, the payment is death. So that's going to have a payday. But the gift of God is eternal life. If you're sitting in this room, I'm, I just want you to pray a prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I ask you to come into my heart. I thank you for the blood and what Jesus did. I make Jesus Lord. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for what he did on the cross. And I say now that I believe that Jesus is my Lord now. He's my Savior. He's my healer. He's my redeemer. He is my prosperity. He is my courage. He is my hope. He is everything I need. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time, welcome to the family of God. Come tell somebody. And learn to pray those prayers. And sometimes we do this and you're like, well, I'm saved. Learn how to do this with people. It's an easy message. I do this all the time at the gym with the guys. I just say, just pray something with me real quick. And we'll change everything within an instant. You'll have now the life of God in you. And you'll be a completely new person. And it's Jesus putting himself in you. It's so easy to share the gospel with people. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.